Hello, welcome to the GID podcast series. I'm Paris and I'll be speaking to my fellow designers about the pressing global problems that keep them up at night and the clever and creative ways they're trying to tackle them. Hi, welcome to the fifth episode of the GID podcast. And today I'm speaking to Shiv Mystery. Um, she has a background in design engineering and she's from Singapore and the UK. So today we're going to be talking about sustainability and the hotel industry. Um, I'm sure Shiv can give us much more insight into that. So if you want to give a bit of a background to your project or an intro. Okay. Um, hi. Yeah, I'm Shiv. Welcome. Um, yeah, my... <laughs> Um, yeah, my project uh, was ended up being a strategic design. I was trying to figure out how to get solid shampoo bars. They're kind of all the rage in like lush soaps and everything. And how can you try and implement them into the luxury hotel industry? Uh, and why did I want to do that? Well, really, single-use plastic is like that buzz theme going around in sustainability. And the hotel industry at the moment, their solution is instead of providing like individual uh, bottles of soap, let's provide soap dispensers. So I was going to these hotels and I was ending up, you know, wanting to shower, have a great bath. And then instead of having my own bottle, I had a soap dispenser. It there was something that was just kind of off, mm-hmm. like a soap dispenser you kind of share with people and I'm paying for this luxury experience mm-hmm. and a product which I've share, I'm sharing with people, it's touched by other people, mm-hmm. that's not luxury and that's kind of where the drive kind of came through and I was like, hey, what is it that is off? Like it makes sense, you know, like if you're providing me with a product of the same brand right? It's still luxury. That's financially. But how did I feel? I felt that you were just giving me some cheaper product. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of why I went down that route. Cool. So the intersection between luxury and sustainability. um, I like it. And also hotel industry. So we've got quite a niche here. Um, Why did you decide to focus this? Why was this your focus of the project? Um, Well, as part of this uh, GID journey, yeah. uh, we are traveling a lot. And luckily with my uh, own network, I'm quite fortunate and I do get to travel a lot in Asia. And that does mean at times tri- staying in really, really nice hotels and then staying in other hotels that aren't so nice. But it means you do get to compare each one. Lots of soap uh, dispensers. <laughs> lots of soap lots of wrappers especially when it's i am staying there for one day or a weekend i'm not using the soap Mm -hmm. and it's when you start realizing your own impact when Mm -hmm. you're like okay i'm actually starting to feel guilty that i'm wasting this much soap and i'm not one of those eco-friendly people by Mm -hmm. nature Mm -hmm. i i i I don't i'll admit i don't care that much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when it comes to noticing hey i'm wasting so much plastic so Mm -hmm. much soap I feel bad that's kind of when it was like well I have the power to change this Mm -hmm. like you know why not do a project on it why not see what it could become definitely yeah hotel industry so something that you observed I'm interested I think um, something I observed the travel industry in general is really interesting about the sustainability point so I saw this really interesting um, exhibition at the design museum in London and it showed how much single-use plastic is used within one um, airplane journey and it's crazy when you think about it it's like 
no matter how aware we become, it's these kinds of activities that we don't really think about so much. And I think going on holiday is like one of the worst things you can do for the environment. And then on top of that, the service that they're providing isn't really holding sustainability at the forefront. And then on top of that, it's like maybe the answer is because people want a luxury experience. Okay, but then if you're also not getting a luxury experience, then like you're not really winning here. So I think it's definitely like a gap in the market. Um, what would you say are your processes behind this work? What are your key things that you've done in the process? Um, well, this journey actually started when I was in Beijing. And this whole project initially was more of a material science project. So I was focusing on the wrapper itself. So let's keep liquid soap as liquid soap. I hadn't mm -hmm. even transitioned into bar soap yet. And I just thought, what if this wrapper could dissolve? Like it dissolved in the shower. Then you don't have this plastic afterwards and that cradle to grave kind of methodology doesn't need to happen. It, it's gone. Well, it's down the, it's down the drain, but it's, it's no longer in the landfill. Mm -hmm. But during that process, I was talking to people and I realized I didn't want to do a material science project. And not because I don't have experience or I don't have knowledge. It just felt like there are other solutions out there, such as solid shampoo bars that have been in our life for ages. Just why aren't they working? Like, why isn't that our solution? Why do we keep spending all this money and time and labor on innovating new materials? Which is great, don't get me wrong. But sometimes you just need to look back at what used to exist and how can we implement that now? And that was really why I ended up down that kind of pathway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, being resourceful is so key as a designer rather than spending loads of time starting from scratch. There's already lots of great things out there. Um, something that's just come to my mind, so I love Lush and um, I love these like bars and really nice um, like uh, shampoo as bars and things like this. When I'm thinking now about would I want to use something like that that somebody else has used, I would say probably not. So would you say that the idea looks like a single thing for each person but just a more luxury sustainable product or how does how do you see that looking so that was kind of the thing um i, I hadn't really got onto my methodology but as one of those it was you know what are the perceptions of your own hotel expectations but also bar soap and solid shampoo bars itself and really we we don't really value it so i was just trying to change the perceived value of these bars it was like a marketing kind of uh, iterative process that I was doing um, and yeah the big question is you don't really use up all of that bar uh, of soap in one wash like that lush bar uh, has 80 washes I'm not going to provide that to a hotel mm -hmm. but then I can't just provide a smaller bar of soap because if you were a guest and I handed you this tiny tiny mm -hmm. piece of soap you'd be like what why am I spending my money on this this is not what I expect this is not luxury and so that's kind of why in my approach it was why don't we provide multiple different uh, uh, soaps so of different product ranges um, all of a small size so the guest feels like they're getting the same monetary value towards them but they're probably only going to use one of them and that's the truth so that they're saving plastic so there's still a little bit of soap wastage but they use less soap by choosing less soap. Um, but they actually are provided the same amount and the same quality, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's... that's I don't know if I'm, I'm going around the wrong way here, but is there something you wanted to say about your methodology? 
Um, yeah, um, so maybe, uh, as you said in my uh, background, my background is more uh, design engineering and specifically more mechanical design engineering. And so initially my methodology was quite um, product design uh, engineering based, which means I created a specification and I was trying to create a product. The truth is, I didn't really need to create a product because I don't need to change how soap is made. I'm not trying to change how the manufacturers do it, but it took me a while to get to that step. Um, and so this whole methodology was suddenly became a user experience methodology. And only upon reflection did I realize, oh, I did experience mapping, journey mapping, empathy mapping, things which are all user experience uh, or service design like methodologies. I just had never touched it. Um, and it was really about empathizing with the users. So the luxury hotel market is is quite niche, but also who like who were the end customers I was I were trying to satisfy? They were these really like digital uh, business travelers who travel every every like single day, and what that means is they do want a functional soap, but this luxury hotel is the only place they really get to relax. So. If you're traveling every day and you don't get to see your family and all your life is just about working, you lose that sense of belonging. You know, for Maslow's needs, that's kind of a reference, a theoretical reference I'm always referring back to, which is if you are traveling constantly, you lose that connect to people and family. And by having a hotel even provide you with your own kind of products to an extent that like touches on your belonging needs. It makes you feel like you belong here. Uh, and of course, if uh, hotels were providing soap dispensers, um, that's kind of lowering your own self-esteem needs. So if you're like some amazing digital uh, business traveler, you do feel great because you, you're, 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 you're earning a lot of money, you're experiencing all these places, but your kind of own self-esteem is based on how other people view you. And how does the hotel view you? The hotel, you decide how the hotel views you based on what they provide. And so that's when the hotel provides you with these like amazing high brand, high quality products. And that's kind of a reassurance to you. Um, so my methodology was all about, in summary, <laughs> was all about how do you empathize with the end user? Like, not what does the user need, it's what the user actually desires. So this whole project was about optimizing what is desirable uh, from a guest hotel guest point of view, and then what's actually feasible from like a manufacturer's point of view, and then viable from a hotel business operations kind of view. Mm -hmm. It's that like classic uh, design innovation pie chart where they overlap desirability, mm -hmm, feasibility, mm -hmm. and viability. It's, mm -hmm. That was my whole project essentially. Amazing. It's almost like um, philosophical and like a lot about the psychology of the person and actually much less about what the product is because now as you're speaking I can imagine this doesn't just have to be about soap like I don't know if it, this is something that you've thought about going forward but this isn't just about soaps right this is about bed linen and towels um, and how you're greeted and the crockery you're given and the food that you're offered in a menu like I find that so interesting um, I don't know 
much about it at all but yeah. I really like this idea of your per- like what's your perception of yourself based on how other people treat you um I think it's really interesting what's your perspective in terms of um global uh, the global aspect so the cultural differences I can imagine culture plays a huge part in these types of perceptions and interactions yeah so yeah like obviously the hotel market is global full stop um but i i think yeah the reason i took because there are cultural things um so in my actual project i i never really uh touched on like what does the soap look like uh, how does it feel what its texture is it was more about how could you implement it um, really, because in the end, that's the hotel's decision. That's the manufacturer's decision. Um, on, on a global scale, uh, soap doesn't really vary too much. Uh, but uh, definitely, I know what I was addressing was a global issue. Well, yeah. That's as much as I can say. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I don't have the answer either. I just think perceptions and like identity <laughs> culture is so... Um, such a huge part of it. So now I would love to hear more about the strategy. So obviously you didn't decide to go ahead and um, do a materials project or a product project. Like what's the output? What does this look like? Um, your final thing. Um, yeah, basically it's a kind of a proposal now. It's to go to um, the hotel chain I was mainly focusing on was Marriott International because mm-hmm. uh, that they were the hotels I was mainly doing all my research on. And basically to go, hey, look, sustainability is important. Here's my, here's my proposal. And, and what it is is basically, I, I'm proposing, why don't you provide each guest with nine, like nine mini bars of uh, solid uh, soap, whether mm-hmm. it's shampoo, conditioner, bar soap, whatever. And within these nine, you've got three different product ranges. So if you're providing three different product ranges, you're providing three different luxury experiences mm-hmm. for the guests. Um, and these bar soaps also are all still branded. Um, so yes, so hotels have established partnerships with um, their own you know, soap manufacturers and their brands, etc. And so that's why it had to be a strategy and not just a single product I was proposing. Um, God. Uh, yeah, I, uh, so yeah, the, the essential uh, strategy was provide uh, nine soaps, uh, three different product ranges, which is three different experiences, all of a luxury high end. Uh, and basically that should make a hotel guest feel like they're getting their money's worth, their values worth, and not just perceive that they're getting a, a lower valued product. Right. Sorry, that was my fault there for interrupting you because of my poor Wi-Fi. Um, but hopefully that was okay. Um, so this is kind of like a customer experience. Um, sustainability is still wrapped into it, right? Are the yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's the big theme throughout. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, like, it, it's funny. Like, I never wanted to work on a project on sustainability. It uh-huh. just happens to be the core theme through it. Um, yeah, my focus was more on if you're a hotel, you don't 
you know, like sustainability is really important for the hotel industry. It's definitely what they're all striving for at the moment. Yeah. Um, like in all of their like uh, pr- press releases, they're saying like, oh, we're becoming more sustainable by doing this, etc. Mm-hmm. However, their solution, at least just focusing on the soap range was okay so we're going to release dispensers Mm -hmm. and that was kind of where I questioned it was like hey but you're a hotel industry you're hospitality and your solution was more focused on hey this is feasible and viable Mm -hmm. whereas shouldn't you as a hospitality industry who's you know this this is a human-centered industry shouldn't that have focused on what your hotel guest really wants and really desires etc and I just felt that the soap dispenser was not thinking about the actual hotel guest at all. Mm-hmm. I, I felt it was just purely a business strategy and nothing to do with the hotel's, ex, the guest experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think you've made lots of um, really interesting decisions in order to make a commercially viable um, and commercially appealing project. So I know sometimes like we can get really into the design of something and then we finish our projects and it can't go any further because we haven't really considered how um, buy-in works within the industries that we're designing for or how stakeholder management works within these industries. So I think it's really nice that you've considered, okay, so in the hotel industry, they already have these different products and brands that they work with. And so how can we use that and um, design a really beautiful experience in order to meet the needs of our customer and make them feel great about um, coming to our hotel and the shower experience and all these things. So I think it's really, really nice. Um, And I would love to see what the strategy looks like, which we'll obviously get to see at the show. Um, And uh, one of the last things I wanted to ask you is, do you think the hotel industry is ready for this kind of shift? Um, What's your experience been? What's the opinions within the industry? Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. Obviously, part of my research and testing and prototyping, etc., is having to talk to you know hotel employees uh, and general managers, asking, would you even implement this? Um, and yeah, the, the, you know they're they're saying you know we want to be more sustainable, etc. It seems like a good solution. That the truth is though, it's the hotel has the power to tell uh, the soap brands hey this is what we want right. so it, the brand that i i have to have the hotel brand saying hey uh could you create uh, us solid forms of soap for this and this is how we're going to propose it it doesn't really work the other way the soap brands don't come to the hotel and say hey we think you could do this interesting um and do i think the hotel industry is ready yeah i mean is easy to manufacture. That was the whole point of my project. It was, you can do this now. You don't need to wait five years to get this ready. Like this is something you could do now. You just need to put a little bit of faith in and decide, mm-hmm. yes, let's focus on sustainability. And let's also ensure our, you know, hotel guest experience is also, you know, their, their expectations are met. And so I think the hotel industry is definitely ready. Amazing. And where do you see this going? What's next? Obviously, the current context is not ideal for the hotel industry, even though hopefully they'll be opening up soon. Um, Are you continuing the project? Are you working on different things? What's next? Um, uh, Personally, I'm working on something completely different. (laughs) Great. Versatile. Uh, uh, (laughs) Um, 
Uh, yeah, but the, 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 the soap industry thing uh, has a lot of uh, implications. I think it's more going to become an idea I can propose uh, later in life. Sure. Um, did you want me to go through what I was doing now? I sure, go for it. We'd love to hear. Oh, okay. Um, it's an idea I've been wanting to do for a while, which is a visual encyclopedia. Amazing. Uh, for children. <laughs> um, which is, I've had this idea, which is, what if you just had a digital like child's drawing you know of like a child with a family in front of their house mm -hmm. like it looks like a child's drawing but if you were to click elements of the house or the the picture i mean uh it would zoom in and it would kind of show like themes and it would give you information about it in a visual manner so like if i clicked on the family it would start talking about family dynamics or let's say I specifically clicked on the kid, it would start going into like in-depth about biology and growth and all of this stuff. Or maybe the house, it goes completely the opposite way with like uh, mechanical engineering, mm -hmm. such as trusses, uh, uh, brick and, and like, I don't know, material science, etc. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a project, I just feel everyone's trying to get uh, all of these kids into science. But science is all around us. And I just don't feel that us as a society really appreciate the science that is already there. We don't need to know like new machine learning to get young kids involved. Yeah. They just need to appreciate what currently exists. They just need to know, hey, that's pretty cool. And this is my house. Yeah. Or let's say it's a kettle and be like, wow, that touches on thermodynamics, electrical engineering, blah, 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 blah. Like mm -hmm. it's the small things that really get children excited. So I'm going down that path now. Oh. I love that. You know me, I love anything with children's drawings and sketches, um, and especially mixing the two sketches with science, I think is um, amazing. Also, something that I just thought of is um, the Google Arts and Cultures team. I think they did something, it's similar to principles to what you're saying, but completely different demographics. So the reason why I bring it up is I think it'd be interesting case study for you. Um, and I don't know if you've heard about it, it's where you basically go into the museum and you point your phone at the different paintings and it kind of brings them to life and tells you about them. Um, so I love this kind of interaction. I think it's really, really cool. I think that would be super exciting. Maybe we could have another episode about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's needed. I think it's needed. Cool. Okay, then. Well, I will finish there. Um, where can we find you? Do you want to share your Instagram handle, your portfolio, anything that you want to share? Um... Yeah, uh, LinkedIn uh, is my main go-to one, cool. uh, which is just shiv-rani-mystery. Yeah. Uh, whereas if it's Instagram, it's shiv.mystery.design. Cool. So, yeah, check it out. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, thank you so much, Shiv. Yeah, thank you, Paris. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. huge thank you to Shiv for taking the time to share her work with us. Talking about hotels is definitely making me miss holidays and being able to stay in hotels. Hopefully we can start to do that soon. But in the meantime, make sure you check out the rest of the episodes in the series. We're covering lots of different themes from sustainability to education to designing for communities. Next up, I'll be speaking to Wen Wen about edible packaging and all things seaweed. So make sure you listen to that episode as well as checking out the rest of them. Obviously, you can find us at the virtual RCA show. The link is in the bio for that. Uh, thank you again for joining us. I hope you enjoy the rest of the series. My name's Paris. You can find me at Paris and O'Shea on Instagram. Thanks so much. Bye.